Station in North Georgia. Welcome to the New Bridge broadcast with the services from New Bridge Baptist Church, located on Cleveland Highway, one mile north of the State Patrol Office, near the entrance to Laurel Park. Pastor Milton Harris invites you to join them for their services all week long, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and on Wednesday night. Now let's join the services already in progress from the New Bridge Baptist Church of Gainesville. Praise him this morning, for he alone is worthy, for he alone is worthy, for he alone is worthy, he Christ Everybody singing.
the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, oh, hear the angel voices, oh, night divine, oh, night, when Christ was born, oh, to love one another his law is love and his gospel is peace chain shall he break for the slave he is our brother and in his name all oppression shall see with hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise we let our every heart adore his holy name Christ is the Lord who fade and serve praising his power and glory go to Luke's gospel chapter number two. If you're physically able, would you stand and honor the reading of God's holy word? Again, while you're standing, Lydia and I want to thank the getting the church for uh, your, your generous love offering, your gifts, uh, cards, but thank you most of all again for your prayers and your support. And uh, we do love you. We appreciate you. And uh, looking forward to what the Lord has in store in 2024. It's hard to believe, 2024. I'm going to be here. All right. Luke's Gospel, chapter number 2. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing 
was first made when Serenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Thank you for standing for the reading of the Word of God. Uh, again, we want to look at this uh, the advent in Bethlehem. Let me just quickly say this. This was our Lord and Savior's first advent. There is a second advent coming. He is coming again. But here we see his first advent. The, the word advent just literally means a coming or an arrival. And we know that a birth is a joyous uh, occasion. It's, it's a glad occasion. It's a day of celebration. Uh, no, my mom still has a little bit of a piece of paper there where they had put my birth announcement back in 1961. Uh, I doubt very seriously it meant, means anything to anybody but me and my mom. Uh, I doubt very seriously anybody will remember that I was born on June the 22nd, 1961. And probably many people don't care, you know. But here is a birth that took place that's still being celebrated 2,000 years later. It is a most important birth, and it's one we should never forget. Amen? All right, so it is a time of celebration. We begin by looking in the Word of God here. We, uh, we see, first of all, this decree by Caesar Augustus. And I want to just say this about this person, Caesar Augustus. He was the great uh, grandnephew of uh, Jewish Caesar. I'll get it out in a minute. His name was actually Gainus Jewish Caesar Octavius. The word Augustus was not his name. It was a title that he demanded the Roman Senate give him. The word Augustus means exalted. He looked at himself as being a god, one to be exalted. And so he gave them, uh, got the Senate to give him that name. So this is the person now that's making this decree. But what was the purpose of the decree? As you look and you uh, see, it says for taxes. Many say that this word there in the Greek means a census. But as I study, it means a census for the purpose of taxing. I want to tell you what, the government, you think when they do a census, they're just seeing how many people's here? No, they're seeing how many tax dollars is going to be lying out there somewhere. And Rome was no different. They were no different. And so uh, here was that purpose in, in his eyes. Well, the Word of God says... Uh, it was of the known world of that time that all the world should be taxed. Matter of fact, 
Rome at this time ruled the majority of the world, and that's why when he said all the world could be taxed. Now, I want you to see the period of this degree. It was no accident that it happened here. I want to share with you Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5 said, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. This, this period, it was no accident. It was time. It was time. God said it was time to send the Messiah. It was time that he should come. If you study in the Word of God, you find that uh, out of Malachi that there is no prophet. For some 400 years, God has not a prophet. He doesn't speak to a prophet there to his people. Now, during this 400 silent years, they were still godly people. The Maccabees, they continued to fight Antichrist Epiphanes and all that he tried to do when he uh, took and slew the hog on the altar and all this. There was a constant uh, their stand that they were taking. They were godly people during this 400 silent year. But God hadn't spoke. Well, during this time, the Roman Empire has taken control of most of the known world. And for there, the Jews especially, it was kind of a dark time, and it was a sinful time. They tell me that up in Nazareth, it was a very wicked place. It was a stopping off place for travelers, and soldiers would come through there and spend the night, and they had about all kind of sin you could think of during that time. And think about this. Out of Nazareth, God chose a very virgin lady, Mary, and a very righteous man, Joseph, there to be the mother and the stepfather of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But here is this period. Here at this time, and now God says, it's time for my son to come on the scene. It's time for the Messiah to arrive. I'm going to tell you what. There's coming another time when the Lord's going to say, it's time for Jesus to go get the children and bring them home. And I'm glad, hey, to be born again. I'm glad to be a whosoever. I'm glad to know that when he comes, hey, I've got my ticket. Amen. Praise God for that. But here we see uh, the prompting of this decree that went out was simply fulfill Scripture. Now, Mary and Joseph was in Nazareth. But Micah 5.2 says, But thy Bethlehem, Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judea, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been from of old and from everlasting. You see, they were 75, about 75 miles away. They needed to be in Bethlehem to fulfill the scripture. So here, Caesar Augustus thinks he's in control. He thinks he's in charge. But you see, God is working. God is moving. He's moving this couple to where they're supposed to be for Jesus to come forward. You, see, you know, man still thinks he's in control, don't he? Uh, our government thinks they're in control. But I'm going to tell you what, there's a higher power who's still in control. Amen? I'm glad of that, aren't you? <laughs> well, 
the dislodging of these citizens, uh, Mary and Joseph, we see why they had to go. We saw the couple. Now, think about this. Mary was great with child. And Joseph could have said, well, we just, we're going to have to file an extension. We just can't make it. We, ju- we just can't do this. But you see their compliance. They're, they complied, and God used them and, and moved them from the city they were at to the city that they need to be in. And in this, though, I want you to see this. By them going to Bethlehem, this was signifying that Jesus Christ is of the lineage of David, King David. Joseph was of the lineage of David. Matthew chapter 1 tells us and carries us back to Abraham. Matthew shows us that Jesus Christ is the rightful heir to the throne. Dr. Luke, he carries Mary's lineage all the way back to Adam, the son of man. Again, uh, showing here the humanity of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Folks, he was 100% man, yet 100% God. How about that? He was. So we see the dislodging, and we see the reasons behind this dislodging. But then it came time for the delivery. This was prophecy being fulfilled. Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, being interpreted God with us. Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and he shall... His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Aren't you glad for these five wonderful titles and names that's given to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? I want you to be careful about something. Their modern works are trying to combine these into four, saying that Wonderful goes with Counselor. I have a problem with that. Four is the number of the world. There was nothing worldly about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Five is the number of grace. Five is grace. Our Lord and Savior came that we might have grace. Amen. Thank God for His wonderful grace. So we see the prophecy here is actually being fulfilled and delivered. Of course, the person being delivered is uh, the Messiah, Christ, which means the anointed one. Uh, the Messiah, uh, their Lord, uh, the, in the Greek is equivalent to Jehovah in the Old Testament. Jesus, their Jehovah saves. This is who's being delivered to us. And more importantly, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Amen? Uh, so we see the delivery here. Now, right quick like it, folks, I'm... I'm kind of glancing back and forth, but the Lord's just leading me where I'm going, okay? I'm trying to follow Him. Uh, but you see they were delivered in a stable. In our three trips to Israel, we go to a different cave each time. 
In each cave, they say this could have been the stable in which Jesus was born. You see, because in that time, the caves were the stables. That's what they brought the animals into. That's how they put them up. That's how they kept them, especially at night. Let me just clarify something right quick. Uh, the shepherds were in the field keep watch over their flock by night, which tells us that his birth was probably not in December. Uh, we get, people get in an argument and say, well, he couldn't have been born in December. He couldn't have been born, uh, that, well, probably not. Probably not November. Probably not December. Probably more likely in September or October. Uh, there, there would have been a time when the shepherds continued to take their sheep out. But does it matter if it was October or December? Uh, you know how we got to December the 25th is because of the defeat that the Maccabees of Antiochus Epiphanes and how uh, their temple worship was restored on December the 25th in the 2nd century B.C. And that date, they believe, is one reason how that we come up with December the 25th. It doesn't matter. It's a day set aside. By the way, do we celebrate Easter the same Sunday every year? Some years it's in March. Some years it's in April. Right? We're not celebrating the day. We're celebrating the risen Savior. We're not celebrating the day. We're celebrating the greatest gift ever in the Messiah that has come. Amen. So don't get, ever get hung up on the day. It's not the day... It, I'm not, hey, I'm not celebrating a day. I'm celebrating a Savior. Amen. <laughs> God's great gift. So, anyway, we, we see that Jesus had come in the fullness of time when God said it was time. He's in probably one of these caves being born. The manger was probably hewed out of stone. No doubt, probably she took when she delivered. Uh, we don't know of anybody else being there except Mary and Joseph. And they took and they wrapped in swallowing clothes. And these are uh, strips of clothing that they took and they wrapped the baby in. And they would wrap them in tight. It would keep them warm, keep their bodies warm. And then laid them over in the manger. The Bible says that there was no room for them in the end. Let me say there that According to the Greek word here, there's two different Greek words for in. But according to the one that's being used here, it meant there a spare room uh, that a family had where when guests come or when family come, they could stay in. Apparently, there that all these folks coming in for this census, for the taxing, there was no room. Their family had no room to put them up. Well, let me say, if you wanted to say it was an inn like we know it today, apparently there was no room in the inn. There was no room for him except there in this stable. You know, there's a message sometimes that's used, there's no room for Jesus. And isn't it sad? Here comes, here's the Messiah, the darling Son of God, coming into this world, God's great gift, and nowhere, no room, no room. 
And so he's born in a stable. Today, I'm afraid that a lot of people have not made room for Jesus. They don't make room for him in their heart. They don't make room for him in their life. And I think that to me is so sad when God has done so much, when Jesus has done so much that people can't give him room. And it's sad, isn't it? But here, he's born, he's wrapped in the swallowing clothes, and he, and he, they, lie, they put him in, in this manger. He's lying in this manger. And this was his first advent here in Bethlehem. We see the degree, we see the dislodging, and we see the delivery of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad he came? Amen. I'm glad he came. I'm glad, amen, that the Son of Man come to seek and to save that which was lost. He had a purpose. He fulfilled that purpose on the cross of Calvary. Aren't you glad he rose again? Good to be saved. I don't know your hearts this morning. Christmas Eve, 2023. If you're not saved, boy, today would be a great day to come. And boy, when folks say, when did you get saved? I, you can say, boy, I got saved Christmas Eve, 2023. Maybe here, you're here and you've been saved, but you've kind of pushed Jesus out. Maybe you're not making room for him in your heart and in your life. Maybe you'd like to come today and open up and give Jesus room today. I, I, I don't know. Maybe there's a need. Maybe you just want to come thank God for his great gift. I, I don't know, but whatever this morning, however the Holy Spirit of God leads you, you be obedient, you come, and it'll be appropriate. As they come with a verse of some song this morning. Let's praise him this morning. 
97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville.